What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. It is Apocalypse Movies and the Fandalorian Club. And as you can see, we are one member short today, but that is okay. Brian and I will be holding down the fort, uh, just as we did yesterday with Marvel Rewind, our Miss Marvel review. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be here talking Star Wars today as Obi-Wan Kenobi has released its fifth and penultimate episode. We have one episode What's left. Penultimate? One episode left. But we're here to talk about episode five today, part five, if you will, as things got good. Mm -hmm. Things got real good. Um, super excited to talk about today. Uh, I, as you can see, Mr. Brian Adlacino, the Grand Admiral Sino himself is here with me uh, with a brand new hat, man. How you doing? I was waiting. Uh, so I'm basically the like goodwill of Jake's stuff that he doesn't want anymore. So this hat was ta tossed down like many of Jake's things, Tatooine National Park. Yeah, why not? I saw it sitting over there and I was like, eh, why not? It's a great hat. It's a great hat. I just have too many. Um, and I realized that as much as I love it, I, I found myself never really wearing it. Yeah. Um, so, so I, you know, I yeah, gifted I you your Imperial hat. So why not gift you the Tatooine hat? Light and dark side. Yes. So. Yes. So I love a good, um, what's the term? Like a location, like, uh, like uh, whenever those old, not propaganda posters, but like. Well, you like the Disney ones, like the Star Tours posters. Yeah, where it's like Hoth. Cool vacation as a posters. Vac yes. Vacation posters. Like those type things. Those are, those crack me up. So it's like, yeah, why not? So, yeah, as I literally just dropped my mom off at the airport to go visit my sister. So, yeah, she's going on vacation. And she's going to San Diego where Gio is at the moment. Yeah. Funny enough. So, Probably on the same flight. Um, I know Gio's already there. I saw his Snapchat. He's already there. Oh, all right. Well, um, yeah. My mom's been a nervous wreck. She's never flown out of Sacramento, even though it's like the easiest, nicest airport. Maybe yeah, that. Wait, why is she, why before. why is she like? Because she's afraid of like how how to go through the airport. Or she's just never been so a new place. She doesn't want to get lost. I'm like, mom, you go in a straight line. It's literally. Well, I mean, you do have to jump on a tram. I'll give her that. Yeah, but you, there's no like turns. You literally go up the elevator, no, I, I go know, through yeah. security, tram, in the terminal. The, tra the tram is really the only thing. You have to go from like the check into the terminal part and via tram, which is the only really weird thing about it. But it's actually a very cool thing at the Sacramento airport. Anyway, uh, hello to Andy in the chat. The only one that's popping in so far. We see a couple of you watching. Uh, hopefully, it, it rises as we kind of continue on here. Yeah, look, we have. Um, uh episode five to talk about today but we only have one episode left of this show uh, as of as of now right supposedly uh whether or not we'll be getting season two or maybe a version of season two that one isn't a continuation episode. of this story but a continuation of a different story uh we'll we'll see once the season is over um but this one just kind of you know they they took everything we've been watching and then they took everything we've been hoping for and said, here you go, everybody. Uh, and drop the hammer down with episode five. I'm going to let you start, Brian, since you, uh, you you gave it to me yesterday on Rewind. Some quick thoughts, reaction to part five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Love it. Uh, my favorite thing that Disney does is let people bitch, moan, and complain about things they want. And when they don't get it in the first episode, they throw the show under the bus, and then once it appears, this show is amazing, and that's exactly what happened this time. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It so may not I. be for I really it, am. It may not be for everyone, but guess what? It's for me. I like it. I haven't complained about it since, and I am enjoying the ride, especially Vader. Vader yeah, well, we're we're gonna get to Vader, but uh, uh, I posted I posted uh, a I posted a TikTok on I don't know if it was our POV chat or if I did it publicly, but I found this guy on TikTok that uh, I just love his takes on like movies and TV because he's so like I don't give an f. This is what I like, etc. And he totally has summed up my thoughts like every single week. Mm -hmm. Love the I think it's like his name is like at movies and stuff. I don't know. He's really really good, but. You're talking about you were saying about people complaining and like 
they were complaining after the first episode because they didn't get Clone Wars flashback, and after the second episode, and the third episode, and the fourth episode. Um, there's a lot of those people online. There's a lot of those people that are so impatient and want. They want Avengers what, Endgame on the first movie. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. They they want they just want what they want right away rather than letting a story build to it. Um and after watching this episode, as much as I wanted like every episode to have a Clone Wars flashback, it only made sense in this episode so far. Out of the five we've seen, it only made sense in this episode. Um, you obviously could have had it, and it did. There was when Obi Wan found out that he was alive, but or the back to tank, but I mean, but the back to tank ultimately was like a five second scene. Exactly, that's um, what I'm saying. This was like it fit great in this episode. So I mean, I I was gonna have you kind of start us off, but is that where we want to start? It was the flashbacks. Like, is that kind of how sure. we wanted to? I mean, that's like, the first thing that happened. It's the right? opening, but they they happen yeah. throughout the entire episode. Mm -hmm. Um, they're spaced perfectly. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, we open the episode on Coruscant. Um, and it's before episode two, which is really cool. It's a super it's flashback. Not and it's not obi-wan's flashback no it's not it's it's, it's, vader's, it's vader's flashback and it has a major major part of the story once we wrap back around to the end um but what like a what a cool way to give us what we had but also something new because we never saw them in training sessions like that mm -hmm. in in episode two or three we never actually saw them go lightsaber, lightsaber. You never really session. see that, period. No. Well, we see you it do. in Clone Wars. We see it in the animated show. But in live action, we don't actually ever see training happen. No, not there's um, never sparring with lightsabers. Sparring is a great way of putting because it's very boxing, a boxing term. Um, and like what a what a cool way to show us again, like bring us back to that relationship, obviously, but also tie into what's currently happening and at the time of us watching it not realize that once we see vader and reva fight it has major implications for what's happening um i just Did you immediately know it was the flashback a hundred percent i saw Corson. Uh, yeah uh, see i wasn't i don't know you, you didn't know right away no oh, I, dude, the second i saw it i lost i lost my crap i think I don't know why I my mind immediately went to uh, Alderaan. Alderaan. Yeah, I, and then I once I saw the top of the hair, I went, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Well, the second you see Anakin, your your mind just starts racing because look, we've said it before. We're prequel babies, so like to us, mm -hmm. that is like we grew up on that side of Star Wars, and that's our Star well, Wars. Well, what's a cool? So Brian, I, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but it's not just a shot of him overlooking a balcony. It's who he's looking at. He's looking at Padme's apartment is yeah. what he's looking at. Uh, a lot of people haven't talked much about that. He's looking at Padme's apartment. That's a big, big deal of that beginning of the flashback. So it happens before episode two. Um, the biggest indications of us knowing that are one, the outfits, but also he has his hand. Uh, it's not a robotic hand. You can see brain. both hands. Well, and his braid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And his little, um, his little, little but he could have had his braid after episode two is what I'm saying. That's true. That's true. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's just, there's not much really to say about it other than, like, we saw Obi-Wan and Anakin again. Like, really? It, it was <laughs> the, this is a... The nostalgia adult, that came rushing through yeah. me was just, like... There's a, it's an adult term, but uh, they blue-balled us with <laughs> the lightsaber fighting, like, that... No one fights in live action better than those two. Mm -hmm. No, I will argue it to the death that those seeing two... and seeing Hayden twirl his saber and yes. spin. It, I, I was literally Ron Burgundy and Anchorman. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Like that's yeah. how I felt. I will argue to the death that those two are the best mm -hmm. mono mono fighters. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. The that was a training session that was done 20 years after they originally did 
and they've promised us that the next fight is going to be the (laughs) biggest fight in the world that training session alone was redonkulous Ah, i got obviously obviously we know what they can winging we know what they can do against each other because of episode three in my opinion Battle of the Heroes Episode 3 is the best lightsaber fight that we've ever seen in Star Wars. That's just me. I know it's argued against Duel of Fates, even some others in there. To me, that is my lightsaber fight. So we know what they're capable of. But like... They haven't missed a beat. (laughs) you're, You're right. Seeing it 20 years later just feels different. It just... Like, I haven't... Like, I'm I'm more excited talking about it now than I was watching it because it's like... All these emotions are like now you're talking about it with someone that's on the same playing field with you because we grew up with this and it literally the the smoothness of those two in that scene it's like they shot it a a week after the last time they did episode three. I totally saved images and I forgot to upload them, so I'm gonna do do it it while I'm talking. They they literally have not like slowed down uh aged gotten i, I, mean, I will down. say hayden has aged a little bit no i meant like their technique oh, 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 oh i got you i got you. like he's swinging that thing around like 100%. it's no one's business 100%. Yep. like yeah no i'm not talking about the age i'm talking about their skill there it's not it like it a, hasn't changed it hasn't no changed. it's not like oh you know 20 years i used to be good at it but 20 years doesn't no bro they are on the same level if not better and that just makes me even more excited for episode six yeah man i'm i'm with you it it was like obviously it being a training session it was Punches were pulled a little bit, not much, because we we know that Anakin is obviously extremely Dude, emotional. He was he, he was yeah. he was going for the win. He was one hundred percent going for the win. Um, but yeah, it just that moment where they go, where Obi Wan goes, "Are you ready?" and then he goes, "Are you?" Like I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's happening." Yeah, like we we got we got what we hoped for, right? Like we've ob- everyone's obviously been talking about, or at least a lot of people online of, oh my god, like when is Hayden going to be used? Of course they're going to deliver. Why would they bring him back if they're not going to deliver? Yeah, right. I mean, like it's it's this, Ryan. It's it's this that. Yeah, and then <laughs> that, and then that. Like not just look at that missing a beat. Just like they that. are just literally on point. And he, oh God, I love their outfits, everything. It's all, it's just all perfect. It, it literally is just like all perfect. I don't care. All of you who are like hating on Hayden's. it because the story may not be what you want oh. or if it doesn't live up to the quality. I, you know what? You suck. You <laughs> suck because you're ruining it for us who love it. Oh, they're so not ruining really it. Just... In the hole. I'm just, I'm loving every piece of this. I really am. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. I like I was sitting there cheering quietly because mom was sleeping, but like it was, it was so fun. They're just seeing them go back and forth. And I know people, everyone's got to find that something. Look, that look. <laughs> everyone's got to find something to complain about. Like saying his face is old, whatever, who cares? You got your scene. Like, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Didn't, didn't even care. No, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's just if you're if you're complaining about him looking a little older, honestly, in my opinion, I like the fact that they didn't de-age him. I, I like that they didn't de-age him. I, I would much rather just let them do their thing. Like, because right now, like, of course, he looks a little older, but does it really matter? Like, we know what era it is. Does yeah. it really matter? You know? Does it take um, anything away from that scene? No. Yeah. They're still swinging lightsabers. It's a flashback in the old cl- classic clothes that we haven't seen in 20 years. It, it, I loved it. It was fun. It was so fun. Agreed, man. Agreed. And it, and it happened throughout. We saw a lot of cool things throughout. Obviously, the, the, the training sequence. Um, 
kind of was placed throughout as well as which we'll get to the order 66 stuff. Uh, but the next part of this is we, we, like Brian said earlier, we see that it's actually not Obi-Wan's flashback. It's Vader's. He's thinking of it, which is really cool. But Brian, what, what is something that you wanted to kind of bring up, talk about something that really stood out about you stood out to you in this episode? Vader's an MFing badass and I can't. Oh, so we're, we're getting straight to it. Uh, I mean, are we, are we getting straight to this? <laughs> I, to be completely honest, sure. My favorite thing was him grabbing the, the ship. ship, pulling it down, and ripping the thing to pieces. That that, that is was my, a serious Star Killer move, but it was ten uh, times better than Star Killer. I lost my mind. Yeah, like, my my hair on my arms and my mouth. Holy crap! I went out was out like out loud going, "Oh my god!" Like. He's ripping that thing apart and throwing it, even a point where you can hear him going like, ah, like, oh my God. The pure He's, anger, the yes. pure anger that was flowing through him, but also and at the, the same time down the hall <laughs> that, yeah, the strut, the, the Vader strut is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. But um, obviously like he, it, it might be the angriest we've ever seen him. Cause like the rogue He's one Vader the Rogue One Vader, he was angry, but he was also bottling it because at that point he was just fighting for the Empire. This is personal. Yeah. This is all personal. Um, and while it's also that, to a point, he's also very calm, which is scary. Mm -hmm. Like, even maybe more terrifying than it should be. Uh, I would say the only time he's really been unhinged was when he was ripping that plane apart. Yes, I would apart. agree. I would agree. Other than that, every I mean, he toyed with Reva. With Reva? Yeah, he did. Like, he toyed with her hard. Hard. And every single time he's talked to anyone, anything, he's been chill. This he thought he had his hands on Obi-Wan in front of him, and he was ripping that ship to, to shreds, and then it wasn't there. But yeah. God, I it just, I just want to see, like, I know Star Wars is about hope, and there's always got to be a brightness to things. Give me a Vader show where he's just running, we're, we're getting one. We're 100 getting running one. through things. Like, here's here's my theory. Here's my theory. So, as much as I don't like it, what if season two of Obi Wan is actually a Vader season? That's fine. Where it's not called Obi Wan. Where Obi-Wan's story is kind of finished, he goes off into hiding again. He's watching Luke for the next 10 years again, but also a little bit more back in the ways of the Force. Whereas, because Obi-Wan essentially is just hiding or protecting Luke, not really doing a whole lot. Who is doing a whole lot? Vader is running around the galaxy, either hunting Jedi, dealing with the Inquisitors, or just being a power MFer for the Empire, doing absolute damage, running around with Palpatine on, you know, Lords of the Sith novel. That's like there's all kinds of stories. There's all kinds of stories that you can tell with Vader, whereas Obi-Wan's very limited. I have a feeling that season season two of Obi-Wan, as I put in air quotes for audio listeners, is actually going to be a quote unquote spinoff, and it's going to be a Darth Vader show. That's, That's what I think it's going to be. Literally I think this is like Vader. I think him and this is almost like a backdoor pilot to a Darth Vader show. And I mean, like, it makes sense. You don't need Hayden in the suit. Obviously, you want it. You don't need him in the suit. But we could still get contracts. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's where I was going. I was going to say, you don't need him in the suit. Yeah. You don't need James Earl Jones' voice, apparently, because that thing is AI. spot on. Mm -hmm. Like, spot on. And then if you throw a flashback, then you can use him. So it kind of makes sense to he's you'd never need to see his face ever. Well, it's the it's the Pedro Pascal thing. Yeah. Right? Like we exactly we Perfect rarely example. we rarely see Pedro Pascal's face. It's his voice, obviously. It's a little different with Vader because it's not it's not Hayden. Um but if you do a Vader show, there's no doubt gonna be flashbacks. Like, you can't just do a show. I mean, you could just do a show on him. Let's wait for the Ahsoka and Anakin fight. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you and I'm not, think, I'm not saying I want this. Crazy now. I'm not saying I want this, and I'm not saying it's ever going to happen. 
But like, imagine them doing some kind of live action retelling of an event in Rebels, where we see <laughs> Vader and Ahsoka face off, or like, like Maul show up, or like I'm just I, again, I'm just totally spitballing. Um, but I, I just think the possibilities with a Vader show are a lot more than they are with Obi Wan. As much as I would probably like to have Obi Wan more, Vader makes more sense. He just he makes more sense. Yeah. If you were going in this story, the man became a hermit. So th what? There's not much else you can do without kind of like stretching that line. Mm -hmm. But with Vader, possibilities are. Evident. It just it feels like this is the last thing that Obi Wan ever did. Like yeah galaxy wise until we meet him in episode four yeah i can because um, it yeah. it almost feels like and i'm not saying that's the case and i don't know if this is the case or not but it almost feels like i feel like maybe vader is going to believe that obi-wan is dead at the end of this and that's why the hunting has stopped probably and then they meet back up in episode four you know or maybe he just completely ghosted and, and disappears and they never find him again or something i don't know but um it, it just feels like this is kind of the last hoorah for Obi-Wan before episode four. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. But yeah. Dude. Let's let I, I need to talk about this Reva fight real quick because okay. this is obviously a big deal. Like this is a really, really big deal. So um, you called it. We talked about it every episode. You called it. Reva Andy, has been hunting. Andy literally text mess or messaged me going, Holy crap, you called it. Yeah, so Reva has had a uh, uh, a backdoor plan this entire time where she she's an inquisitor she's a dark side user but she's using it to her advantage to hunt vader as obi-wan puts it um you're hunting him and yeah. that scene between the two of them by the way where they're talking through the walls was fantastic mm -hmm. fantastic that's where we got the flashback of order 66 we'll get to that um but we at the end of the episode we get that moment where after obi-wan flies off vader isn't able to catch him reva tries to sneak up behind him and and Full Vader comes out. Uh, it's revealed that he's known the entire time. He's essentially just been waiting for her to make her move. Um, and as you mentioned, Brian, he completely toys with her from start to finish to the point where for about 80% of the fight, he's not even using a saber, no. um, which is the most badass thing I have ever seen in my entire life. The moment that stands out to me the most is when he does, well, not just that, when he does the force push, he goes up and then out. Mm -hmm. Where he pushes, where he's he's essentially doing like some karate kick type Shung stuff. Shang Chi vibes, where the mom. Oh, Shang Chi! There you go. Where, where he just, yeah, he's just like she's coming at him into into like push her away. He just does this and then away without yeah. even like hesitating. And it's obviously the moves that we're seeing from the flashback of of Obi Wan and Anakin from uh, before Episode Two at the beginning of the show or the episode. And just like he beat her and fought her like that without even pulling his saber out. He never needed to touch his own saber. No. And then that moment where he grabs both and he's like, like, what, what are you going to do? Like, really? What are you going to do? Ahsoka stance. <laughs> does it? It was very Ahsoka stance. Very Ahsoka stance. Yeah. I wonder where he learned that from. I know. Hmm. Hmm. I immediately when he immediately broke it and did like the Soka stance type stuff, I went, Oh man, Padawan mm -hmm. taught him that. 100%. Um, uh, dude, he toyed with her, and that just like he literally force fought her. With, yeah, she the had a lightsaber and the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was like not even. It, you made a great point. That's very Shang-Chi. It was 100% Shang-Chi. Yeah. Well, immediately when his I'm mother. That, You're talking about his mother, right? The mother, when he, yeah. she fights the dad, it's a, he's going in full force, and the mom's just literally, like, going around, like, whatever. It, like, it doesn't even bother him. Oh, she He played... Def I don't even want to call it defense, because it sounds like he was struggling, but literally just played defense he on. wasn't defending but he was playing defense that's all yeah, he was doing exactly yeah. um it was freaking wild and he just snapped the lightsaber in half <laughs> well the, the, also the one move where it's spinning and he stops it from spinning that that is legit 
that because we know that those things those things crank those yeah. things crank hard enough to lift people off the ground and he's and he's pushing the force to make it when it's slowing down my mouth was just like <gasps> yeah i yeah man it was just insane like and i will say if i had to pick a bit like cut not i don't even want to say the biggest issue because it makes it sound like it's a big deal and it's really not the biggest thing for me has been the camera, like the sh- like the constant shaking. It all feels very much handheld. Yeah, so that's been my biggest thing. But during this fight, it was very much like, whoa, like Matrixy kind of like how it moved, and I dug that. Like, well, it wasn't it wasn't to the point where they had zoom ins and they were like moving with the fight and stuff. They yeah. were able to do a panoramic shot and just let us watch. Which is what I personally like. I would rather the camera just sit there and let them do the thing in frame rather than it be super up close and make it look super cool by doing all this stuff. Yeah. Especially like when it zoomed in on his face, it was like... Yeah. I was like, okay, you're making me sick. But during during that scene where they're fighting, it was just very much like circular where it would like go to one side and come back to this side. like and I it was almost that. it was almost from her perspective because she kept going around him yeah i mean it was like a dance that she was not leading mm-hmm. in the slightest because yeah he had her the whole time 100 percent. like there she stood no chance and we have talked about this from the beginning and and words 79 7 8 9 excuse me brings us up in the chat but we've been talking about this from the beginning like if in fact she is after vader like that's her death sentence, right? Yeah. That that is a hundred percent her death sentence. Kill or be killed. Like there, there's no there's no coming out of it. And obviously we already know that Vader makes it out. Like there's no chance that she survives. Uh so to his point here, to his or her point, I was hundred percent certain he was gonna end Reva for sneaking up on him like that. Do we like the fact that she still is technically alive? That he did just stab her, um, and that you can survive from that. We haven't seen many. Obviously, Qui-Gon died from a gut a gut punch from Maul. Poor um, Qui-Gon's literally the only person that hasn't yeah. survived like ever um, in a, a gut shot. Yeah, but uh, uh, Andy, we haven't talked about Tal yet. It's going to come up next. Um, oh, yeah. But, I mean, do Brian, do you think that that, that, that should have ended her? Or do you like that she's she still has a fighting chance? No, I don't think the way he did it like it didn't seem like a death blow like it he, didn't but do you think it should have been at, at this point i don't care like unless someone's head's getting cut off like the only like for sure dead person to me is dooku because that we saw his head rolling on the ground via anakin via yeah anakin. so i'm trying to think i mean i'm trying to think of like legit like, oh, that guy's dead. Probably Dooku Qui-Gon. and Grievous. Well, I mean, like, Qui-Gon probably could have survived maybe something. I mean, granted, when you think about it, anyone that has gotten stabbed like that has been a dark side user. And what did the Grand Inquisitor say right before? Did he say revenge is a powerful motivator or something like I that? One? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. And I was just like, that guy just totally said that for like eight characters, like Maul and him and just like all that types of thing. So for me, like, unless you're getting like chopped in half or your head is getting cut off, I, I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah. Like, and Boba Fett went in a freaking Sarlacc pit. I mean, People are getting stabbed left and right. Arms are getting chopped off. Well, and that and, and we we know that sabers, we know that lightsabers, they cauterize wounds. They yeah. they're they're so high in temperature that the second they cut anything, it stops all blood flow. So you're not like the only time we see blood is in episode four, um, in the bar in Moss Eisley, but that was kind of like retconned very quickly. Yeah. When Luke got his hand cut off and it essentially just cauterized, obviously Anakin's arm. Onto Baba's you know, hand. <laughs> yeah. Like everywhere. Yeah. Like there, there's just, it. it's almost been 
uh, retcon the fact that we see blood with lightsabers and going forward in the entire franchise, as soon as someone gets hit by a lightsaber, there's no blood. It's just a giant wound. So another example, Snoke cut in half. Yeah. You, you no know, blood, no blood. You know he's dead. And, and there's no blood from that. So like yeah. it, it is an interesting aspect of it all. And I think Andy might be right when he said um, Qui-Gon's was probably a little higher, which is why he died closer to the chest, which does make sense if that's the case. Um, it It is interesting though. Like obviously we've seen people survive a lot of, a lot of things in star Wars, but if it is in the stomach for Reva that she can survive. And yeah. obviously book of Boba Fett Mandalorian, we've seen that you can have your body replaced with parts. Yeah, like that is also uh, this is this is like what twenty, almost thirty years in the past. So we don't know what the technology is like, but you can you can do things to fix yourself. And look, and I know that he's an alien; he's got multiple stomachs. But the Grand Inquisitor is alive, and he got stabbed in the stomach. So like, yeah, there you go. It, I, I don't. It's just me. Star Wars. I've kind of just become accustomed to like. I'm more accepting of deaths and not deaths. Like, especially if it's a wild one, like I'm like, mm, like, I mean, the, the simplest death that I can think of is job of the huts being choked by a chain. Like, okay. Like that one. I'm like, he's probably not coming back from that, but like stabbing with a lightsaber doesn't, I'm not convinced unless like people are snoked or dookooed or like Mauled. it is. You can't, you can't really even say mall anymore. Cause yeah. Again, oh, yeah, I got cut in half and it came back. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I I'm fine with it. In Watch dookoo's going to come back as a floating head. That one, I would be a little head. more confused on that one, but I mean like look at grievous. The man was literally a brain and a heart and eyes. Mm-hmm. everything else was mecha- in lungs everything else was mechanical on him pretty for the most part yeah and mus- muscles but sure. so like there's no line to me in star wars so if people were freaking out about it okay like i get it like in normal life someone's gonna stab you through something like that you probably aren't gonna make it but we're for in sure. a world where wild crap happens it's more tolerable to me. Like if, if it was Marvel or like DC, something like that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that person's probably dead. And if they came back, I'd be like, mm. yeah, star Wars is a, a whole different ball, ball game. Plus Andy, what Andy said, the dark side, you could kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, I think Andy is uh, referring to what word seven, eight, nine saying is saying here. Uh, why oh. does Reva seem to be more angry at Obi-Wan than the guy who actually killed all of her friends? Vader. Um, Yes, to, to the dark side, it kind of twists and, and makes you act a little bit differently. But I also say that at that point, she's still trying to hold on to her cover. Um, and yeah. she thinks that's what's best. Like, she's been holding on to this cover for so long as an Inquisitor. And she thinks Vader doesn't know, but Vader clearly does. And she wants to be able to sneak up on him at the time of, you know, him having his mind elsewhere and and that's that's what i believe in anyway that's kind of where my head's at my head is along the lines of like her thinking how could you not like be upset like you left us like how could you not know like like it's her being upset at the situation and he is the easiest to blame in the fact that he i mean I don't want to say he doesn't feel bad because obviously he feels bad, but like that's not something he's like kind of focused on. Like it's not like, Oh, you poor thing. Like you were one of the, the younglings and blah, blah, blah. No, he's like worried about Leia and all these other things. So I think like she's pissed off at him that he's not that like, uh, like I said in the episode one or two, whatever, like she holds him partially responsible in, in turn, her anger is coming from Vader. Cause she killed, he killed her friends, but like, 
But Obi Obi Wan was his pa uh, his master. That's exactly. a big deal of it. That's so, a very like, big deal that it happened because Obi Wan was his master. Exactly. So it's, and I think Andy and I just said that at the same exact time. Yeah, it's the fact that he's partially to blame for it, if not in her mind, like the reason for it. Hence, why so, the flashbacks happened this episode. Exactly. Because it, you know, Reva was revealed to obviously be hunting Vader in this episode. Why is she angry at Vader? Well, she's angry at Vader because of the Order sixty six stuff, which we're going to get to, and then. She's also angry at Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan was his master. Anakin was his Padawan. He, to Reva, he let him turn. Yeah. Um, it's partly Obi-Wan's fault that that all happened uh, to Reva. Um, yeah. Okay, before we get to Order 66, I want to split up and talk a little bit about Tala and Ned B. Because I haven't seen, like, obviously the episode is full of, of lightsabers and, you know, flashbacks and stuff, but... I've seen a very little amount of conversation going on about these two characters from this episode. And I'll say it right now out of all the new star Wars stuff we're getting on Disney plus Tala is like top three new characters that I've ever met in this universe. It's like, I love her. It's funny out of this series. I have heard zero complaints for her character. Like people love her character. Like nope. If someone is saying bad things, I have yet to find it because mm -hmm. every single person I have seen on Twitter talk to is over the moon in love with this character. And she's great. She's a freaking fantastic character. And damn it, I was so certain that he was there was a human inside of that. I was so certain. No, this I, is a badass droid. Yeah. It, but yeah, I, I love it. those characters are so good. No, I, I, I think, someone. yeah, I, I think Tala and Ned B are, are such great additions to the universe. Very short lived, obviously, but, um, their impact is great. Uh, she, she's obviously been, you know, a fighter and, and she's been trying to right wrongs ever since joining the empire from the very beginning. It's clear that she has regret for initially believing in what they're doing, um, and then realizing later on, like, okay, no, that's not who they are. I need to do my best to fix this. That's exactly why she stayed as a spy rather than just getting out completely. Um, she even she, explained she, her story of why yeah. she changed. And um, that that moment, that the whole sequence of them running down the hallway and fighting and trying to escape and then ultimately ends with uh, Tala and Ned B sacrificing themselves. Um, so emotional for, like, such an unexpected moment in the, the moment three that, episode character. Yeah. And, and we saw Ned just a handful of times. Um, but the moment where he puts his head on her chest, like killed me, killed me because and it has get, no relation, but we get droids to survive for once. Please. Yeah. I, well, I was going to say it just, it killed me because, uh, and it's not a comparison whatsoever, but Kylo puts his head in my chest. Hmm. Um, like when he sits down, when I get home, he sits down and he'll put his head in my chest when I pet him. And it just like, I was just like, oh, not expecting to see that right now. Like the emotion just kind of like ran over me. And I know like it'll never obviously happen. And it's a dog compared to a droid. But like um, Tala, like droids in the Star Wars universe are essentially dogs. That's what they are. You know, mm -hmm. man, man's best friend. They're a little pets. bit. Yeah, they're they're more they're more intelligent, obviously, and they have uh, additions and stuff. But um, that's kind of what they're seen as. So, but yeah, just everything about it with Tala and Ned B and and their story for again just three episodes, um, I thought was so greatly told uh, for the short time we spent with them, and and what an impact that she's going to have on those characters around her, and eventually for her sacrifice is going to turn not all but maybe a majority of those characters into rebellion fighters in the future. Um, and, and knowing what she did and, and then she obviously saved all those people. Yeah. And that moment where, where Obi-Wan had to tell Leia, like, you know, she didn't make it. I was also very sad, but just a very sad ending, but, but what a powerful way to kind of go out. So, yeah, I, I really like her character. I really like that actress. I would love to see her in more stuff. Me too. She, Me too. she was phenomenal in game of thrones uh -huh, she's uh -huh. phenomenal in this i don't know why she's not being used in so much more stuff she was just so good and their character was so well done and the lot for 
the amount that she was used, her lines were always important. Every time she spoke, it was important. Whether it was her story of why she is atoning for her sins, essentially. Her line to Riva as they're leaving the uh, Inquisitorious. Uh, this like, is never who I was. Yeah, her lines were just so... Everything, everything had a reason. Everything had a reason. Yes. So, I mean, she was a big, important minor character in this series. Like, one of those ones that, like, is going to stick with our Obi-Wan. Well, and I was, I was just going to say, she was there. She brought Obi-Wan back to being Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like... Obviously, Vader did and, and things that he was going through, Leia. But Tala was a gigantic part of that because she was part of the path. Yeah. And and she helped bring him back and realize, like, it, I, what, did, what did she say this line or this episode? It was, uh, you know, you were right. Some things sh should never be forgotten or something like that. Something like that. Like, what? Like, their their relationship for such a small time, it had such a big impact on each other because... She made him better and he made her better. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, it's just, I hope you see her in more stuff. I think she's fantastic. Uh, I, I would love to get more time with Tala, but I think, you know, she served such great purpose in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, and there better be a, uh, a giant size Ned B pop Funko or something coming our way. There are there's already a Funko. I already saw. I want, it. I want like the celestial behind you size. That's what I want. The uh, the ten inch one, the yeah. giant. The, <laughs> he and deserves I need his, it. I need his, ha it. his hammer with it too. When he do when he punched the stormtroopers, whoa! <laughs> he was annihilating the stormtroopers. If there was awesome, is, if there's a droid that you want as a defender, you want a Ned B because that guy was messing up stormtroopers. He he was like he was he he went full K two S O on all those stormtroopers essentially because K two S O essentially went out the same exact way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, and the poor guy couldn't talk and it's like a bumblebee moment, right? Cause you can't hear him talk or anything like that. And just he's like the man's out. best friend and he's just trying to save and help tall and he's dying. Uh, it's yeah. We got to move on from the sadness. I, I, hate, sadness. I hate when a droid dies. That me honestly too. is, it, it sucks for me when a droid died, dies, it's a dog that dies in a movie. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's that's why I made the Kylo reference. Yeah, it's, it just it, that's what I take it as. Yeah, that that's a hundred percent their version of like a man's best friend, a pet, 100%. household pet, etc. Anytime a droid dies, it's like it's the exact same feeling. For sure. Uh, um, okay, so let's move on from the sadness to any something that's a little bit even more great, greater, greater sadness. Uh, that's Order sixty six flashback. Um. <sighs> Dude, we I knew something like was if we if, got if Star Wars bad boy Anakin. Oh my god. If Star Wars Look at that shot, up, the 501st and everything. It's wild. If Star Wars ever opens up in any capacity that says warning, this may trigger, you know things are going down. And that's I immediately went, oh, we're getting more order 66 if they're showing that. I did not expect him to go around shish kebabbing kids dude they like, they literally went there and you know what I, know. I give them major props because we've known this for is a long disney time, at the end of the day we we've known for a long time that anakin's done that right we saw the scene in episode three where he turns the lightsaber on he's got the younglings in the room and we obviously know what happens from there we find their bodies later on yeah but if you're gonna tell a dark story about someone like anakin skywalker who was supposed to be the chosen one bring you know the light back all that good stuff turning into the most villainous character of all time you have to show it you have to give credence to what he did to make him that person it's very right? so really quick sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no you're fine you're it fine. gives me very much game of thrones you needed a reason to despise Joffrey. He, 100%. He was like to the point where you hated the actor because you hated I, the character. I flipping so hated much. that kid. I hated exactly. that kid. And so he's going to need to do things in the show 
to make you hate him. He shushed your mom children. So I like, feel full on swiped at them, but I do have a question for you, Brian. Did yeah. he stab Reva? He kind of poked her a little bit. I, but I, I'm. I think he so, did stab her. So he swipes left. the. So he swiped the other ones and he stabbed her and she's and I. So we're just. So she survived. Essentially, is what we're saying, right? I think. Well, it. He definitely like. I know the one because we get the moment and, where she's she's stabbed in present day and it's a great double take. The the the, the parallel going back and forth. Cool. Yeah. So good. So brilliant. I wish I brought up a close-up of, of uh, Hayden in, in the hood, but um, so it seems like, and she said it in the episode, but she hid from, she hid underneath the dead bodies and, and felt them go cold, which that line was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, like so what? Rough. Like that, like, are you serious right now? You felt Fair. them go cold. It's just God. Like, it's rough that's the only way i can think is just like god you're gonna literally say i felt the bodies go cold like that is dark, dark. so so bad so bad i i it's, just found the image i'm gonna oh, okay it right now um, i want to bring it up though why because it looks great that's fair um yeah dude the fact that they're show like they're making you feel like it is not something that they're just glossing over like no it is him doing what he did which was a despicable act of murdering younglings as well as his fellow jedi right here this this that <sighs> look at that and it looks like it's paining him to do it too. Look at that. Yeah, it's damn like the, the reflection of the blue. Uh huh. Uh huh. From oh uh -huh. man. Okay. Well, on that note, and we can get back to Order sixty six. But okay. do you like do you like the lightsabers? Because I I don't know okay. why there's conversation going on about the looks of the lightsabers. Have you seen this? People are talking about the look and the glow of the lightsabers. That they're too I, bright, or like they're too bright and too big. I I think they've I don't think they've looked ever like better. I think they look perfect. Personally, do we want the like original Obi one that's like this big? Like people, yeah, people are talking about like how big and glowy and like how blue they are. To me, I'm like, I don't. I think I think this is the best they've ever looked. I like. Let me pull up. Let me pull this image in. Like. I, like, I don't that looks perfect to me. I mean I, I, I don't see the like why why is there an argument behind the lightsabers? Yeah, I I don't. Uh this is news to me that I don't understand. Like to the me, this falls the word says they are chunky prequel lightsabers. What does that mean though? Like, isn't that what we want? I I mean, this to me falls under the category of I need to find something to complain about. Yeah, yeah, I I, agree. I, 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 I don't. A, a, <laughs> this literal, is news to me. I have not heard people complain about lightsabers. It's the literal definition of a nitpick. It's the literal. Yeah, and, and, and people can nitpick all they want, but I'm just saying, in my opinion, I don't think the lightsabers have ever looked better. I think they look uh, fantastic. Yeah, I. This is this yeah this falls under the i need to find something to complain about so apparently thick no one likes thick lightsabers i don't ask me i i don't know uh no john i didn't i didn't ask why they're nitpicking i'm just saying it falls under the nitpicking line um it's we're just stupid. we're just kind of spitballing here at this point uh andy brought up something that i want to talk about um, I don't know if he actually did, meaning uh, stab Reva uh, in the flashback. It might just be how she remembers it because he didn't have a scar. Whoa. Hold on a second. Uh, -da 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 -da. I mean, can you tell? I don't know if you can tell. I guess it's supposed to be on that left eye. I mean, I guess. I, uh, I don't know. 
I mean, that is a good call, Andy. That is a really good call. Um, because obviously at this point he had the scar. But at the end of the day, like it's not light enough to say whether or not it is there. Um but you definitely could be in right in the fact that maybe that's how she remembers it, but it's not actually how it happened. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, that how many times have we told a story and maybe forgot a part and just said something or mm-hmm. embellished it a little bit or been so angry at someone for something that you would kind of like almost add to the reason like and over skip things. I, like I said, I think he pokes her with her. Like he didn't like full on like slash or do anything almost kind of exactly how he did it in the end. Like he just kind of, I, I think, I think it's almost identical. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's almost so, identical. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to get over the fact that people are complaining over chunky lightsabers. Like, yeah, I know. Right. I, I'm, I'm pulling up one more image. I want to bring up that I think is one of the most beautiful shots we've seen, but it won't pull up. Damn it. Which one is it? Or do you want to wait and drop it? Um, I'm trying to think. I have, I it's to... a 4k shot, which is why I'm doing it. Oh, I also loved, um, the, like aerial shot of them outside the hangar door where it's the stormtroopers all lined up and she's walking down the aisle. And especially when she's walking down the ones that are on the walkway go like four men, four Mm -hmm. men, four men, like things like that. Like they really did a really good job, like cinematography wise in this episode. Uh, Well, speaking of overhead shots, Brian, this is the shot I was talking about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just, <laughs> look how great that looks like are you joking it's obviously a callback to episode three right um and him walking up the temple uh with the troopers behind him all i can but think like, about look, is look her, at the 501st her, armor like oh yeah all i can oh think about God. is her line of we thought he was here to save us uh-huh. and like it's like oh and then God. yeah you see this walking to you and then all of a sudden you see this yeah it's it's it, it just it's just the lines they have given her and stuff. It's the dialogue. It's the dialogue. Yes. The dialogue that they give her is telling her story so well. Like, especially this episode where you find out her reasons. Like, I mean, them, I mean, I would imagine all the kids the younglings are thinking the same thing, like, oh, good, we're saved. And then this guy just starts going around killing, uh, like, it just, the dialogue in this episode was fantastic. From- it's the best, it's the best Reva's ever been because yes. they gave her meaningful dialogue. Um, and then Tala was, Tala, pheno- yeah. I mean, Tala, sorry. All of it. Tala was phenomenal. Uh, it's, just, yeah. Vader just, with his like one-liners where he's just like, you know, he's just being an ass. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, that's ah. Anakin. That's a hundred percent Anakin. That's how yeah. Anakin is. And then, and then the line that he throws, what does he say to Reva where it's like, he, he says, Obi-Wan like set you up or something. He tricked you. He or says something. he was wise to use you. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh damn. Obi-Wan he was wise not- to use you against me is what he said. Yeah, because you're kind of sitting there like, crap, Obi-Wan like kind of did, but at the same time he didn't, but it's like, that's just kind of another stab, no pun, at the fact that like to piss her off about Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. All right, Brian, well, we have one episode left. Well, okay, one last thing. I know, sorry, we went, I didn't realize we've been going for almost an hour. Holy crap. Um the chip, the walkie-talkie-ish thing that Reva finds and it turns Oh, to yeah, with Bale. The, yeah, the hologram. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... I'm... I'm Honestly, I'm a little perplexed at this because yeah. Bale in the hologram didn't say, like, Luke Skywalker or Leia's brother or anything of that. All he said was Owen, the boy, Tatooine... Like it was very small pieces of what the larger picture was, so I'm just curious what Reva will do with that and why. Like, 
I think she might protect him. But like at because, this point, listen, this, listen. Okay, go ahead. What would be more most noble for her? But see, the only thing is, nobody is knows what, about him though. Exactly, like, that's, that's, that's my like, only problem. You like, can't have like, Vader like, show up to the Lars homestead. That's that's that's, my, that's like the whole thing. Like, what is, what is the idea behind it? Like, is she gonna try to get back in good grace with Vader by bringing the boy or? Because at this point, nobody knows he exists. And Bale didn't say anything that could lead anyone to believe that it's Vader's child. Nobody. Yeah. Like, it. so I'm, I'm super perplexed by it because it really doesn't... Like, it doesn't... It, to me, I don't feel set up by it at all. It's like, confusing. What's gonna happen? It's, I mean, again, it's confusing, but like in the best way. But because you want to know what's going to happen, and this next episode's about to be like an hour and a half. Uh, Did you see the rumor? It's like one thirty-three. Yeah, which it makes sense. I mean, I think Bro, the biggest. I'm gonna be so happy. I'm taking. I'm gonna take Wednesday off from work. I'm gonna be. I was so gonna happy. say you're gonna be awake quite late. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's very interesting. I'm not quite sure be, how you go about it because he can't. Vader can't show up at the. Owen, uh, Owen, the no, I don't, I don't think Vader, I don't think Vader, yeah, I don't think Vader will ever step foot on Tatooine in this show or no. period. I, I think that him on Tatooine, other than what we've seen in the comics and and books, I think that's done in live action. Uh, I just, I'm interested in what's going to happen. Like why? Unless she I guess literally. Goes angry and tries to kill Luke. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of is that she goes full angry, like full evil, which I mean, people were complaining about, oh, we have another redemption. Maybe she is the one she goes and tries to take out Luke because she met I... Owen. She knows who Owen is. Uh -huh. So the only thing I could think of is that there she goes there and someone someone has to take her out at that point because you can't, i i think it, i think i'm with you and andy says the same thing like what if what if that is reva finding him is the reason why obi-wan never leaves tatooine again makes sense and what if reva goes down by the hands of obi-wan but not vader that'd be wild i think that might be what has to happen I mean, she might be pissed off enough, at, especially after what Vader said about the like he used you. Yeah, I that she she clearly is emotional, driven by revenge, and again, part of that is Obi Wan. Yeah. So it's it's very possible that she, if she goes after Luke, he's the reason, or she is the reason that one we don't ever see Reva again, and two why he never ever leaves Tatooine ever again. Makes sense. Gives him a reason. Or I mean, Andy, or we see Owen kill her, like how he kills Mullen. We still haven't seen Aunt Peru, so we know it's going back, and we know she was come. She's yeah, and she's cast, and yeah, Bonnie uh, Piet Piet I forget her last name, but she was cast in the show. We haven't seen her once. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It that's definitely the most interesting part of the next episode. Um, and I know that Andy said that the the hour and a half includes a Q and A with Deborah Chow and Hayden. Uh, but I would say the runtime is still probably going to be close to an hour, which is double of what we're getting basically anyway. Um, so that's great. Uh, but I think that wraps up everything for today's show. Um, we'll be back next week, episode six, part six, as we wrap up everything. And probably next week, we'll, we'll make sure to take as much time as we possibly need for questions to talk about everything we possibly can with the show overall. Uh, it'll probably be well over an hour next week for Fando as we dive into the final episode of Obi-Wan. And talk about the future, whether or not we're teased for season two or where it kind of heads next, if it's done, if it continues, etc. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to get the final battle between the two of them. I know that for a fact. It's going to happen. It's gonna be epic, and I am stoked. So that's all I can really say at that point. Yeah. I To be honest, the biggest question I have is where are they going to fight? Yeah, it's that's a big that's a, that's a, that's literally the biggest question I have is where Give is me, this fight going to go down? Go to Mustafar. Go back to Mustafar. That would just be rude. 
That would be epic. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. That's going to wrap up Fandalorian Club today. Thank you so much for joining us, hanging out with your questions and your comments. We really appreciate it. Uh, we love doing Star Wars on this channel, and we love that you guys join us to do so. Uh, as for Brian and myself, um, you can catch us both on a certain point of view, which is on Sunday evenings for everything movie trivia. Showdown, Apocalypse Now on seven on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock Pacific right here, and then Marvel Rewind on Wednesdays covering Miss Marvel, um, as that is the latest MCU show. Uh, ooh, Andy's got a good take there, maybe on The Devastator, which would be really cool. Mm. Um, that'd be wild. Uh, but yeah, so Fandalorian Club, 4 o'clock Pacific, one more week. Until we take a breather before Andor comes out in August. Um, yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, but again, thank you so much for joining us for Brian and myself. We really, really appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And may the force be with you. <laughs>